You're listening to the Racking Focus Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Racking Focus Podcast. I'm Josiah Blizzard. And I'm John Doyle. And, and, uh, oh, and we haven't done this in a while, so John's a little rusty. He doesn't know what to say. And what well, to I'm do. also trying to figure out how the heck <laughs> this secondary source is doing. Uh, we're, we're simulcasting on stereo right now, which we're going to do um, once in a while, and we're certainly going to try it with um, the spoiler-free versions of our show. Yeah, yeah. So this week we watched uh, HBO Max's The Little Things, um, starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, Jared Leto. Uh, psychological crime thriller. Um, and I'm not even really going to tell you what it's about because, to be honest, I'm just going to say that this was a perfectly mediocre film that you should still watch. But we're going to dive into all that in just a second, keep this spoiler free for you. John, I want to know what did you think of this film overall? So um, I, mean, I want to say I think this is a completely average movie. Um, and I want to say it's an average movie because, uh, not because I disliked it or I thought it was you know, unpleasant as a film to watch, but because it just didn't ever come together. It didn't fill out its plot sure. points. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, the one thing that I did really like about this movie was Leto's performance. Um, I thought it was captivating. I thought that he was so creepy, uh, that you, you can't look away. Uh, and, and Leto does something where it's, he just completely morphs into his characters and I don't feel the same way about Denzel or Malik. To me, both of those actors, I end up often seeing as the performer who is, you know, portraying those those characters. I can't get Denzel as Denzel out of my head enough. I can't get Malik as Malik out of my head enough to to be convinced that they're their characters. But uh, unless it's like something like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, where you have to morph into Freddie Mercury, or else the film fails as a whole. Um, but yeah, I think Leto really kind of carries this film for the second half, you know, uh, of the movie. So, uh, yeah, overall, yeah, I, I felt other than Leto's performance, everything else was kind of mediocre about this movie. Yeah, you know, it's um, an interesting story at some level, but the pieces of the story don't ever come together. And uh, we want to say, I guess we should say right ahead of time, do not watch the trailer. Yeah, definitely don't watch this trailer because it, it, it just tells you everything that's going to happen. There's going to be no surprise for you if uh, if you watch this trailer before watching the movie. Um, and, you know, one of the, the movie tries to echo other uh, solidly made films that certainly as you talked about in your letterbox review, Fincher, I talked about Seven directly. Mm-hmm. It's speaking to some uh, things in genre, but instead of pulling the tropes of that genre necessarily or stealing like uh, plot points directly, it sort of has a general idea from the other films Mm -hmm. and then doesn't manifest them in some way that makes us feel like we um, understand the real point and we understand what the characters are doing. It doesn't earn most of the emotional weight it wants to have. Yeah, this film really doesn't feel like it has its own voice or its own legs to stand on. It feels like it's just trying to piggyback off of you know, Zodiac and Seven from Fincher, because I mean, the second you get a whiff of anything Fincher in this movie, you're going to start comparing it to all of Fincher's films or, or, or the precision that Fincher has when he directs uh, or writes or, or creates a movie. And, and that's, you know, the kiss of death for something like this. Cause the, the whole thing, you know, halfway through this movie, I'm saying this feels like it could have been a Fincher film and Fincher would have done this better if he was the person directing this. And 
it just now it's never going to live up to what it could have been if they had a more experienced a more talented director behind the the camera yeah you know um if you want to commiserate with us a little more detail certainly watch the film and listen to the spoiler um filled piece but i'll say you talked a little bit about simplification and i think one mm -hmm. of the things that's really missing here is that it isn't a simplified film it's a film that is full of little doodads that are supposed to give us an knowledge or experience yeah. but most of it's just telling or it's never filled out it's it's never resolved it, it's something that is to it's only to make you ask a question and make you wonder and make it feel like this film is a little bit more complex and i brought up that jj abrams has this thing he calls the mystery box that he tries to get uh people to wonder what is in this box you know he did it with lost what is the island what is this smoke monster what is going on why is there a polar bear on this island those are all mystery boxes to jj and they do the same thing in this movie except instead of um uh, resolving those mystery boxes and allowing the audience to understand what that mystery is they just completely drop that plot point they just completely forget about it, it with regards there's there is one or two that they do answer but most of it just feels like they're trying to have us ask a question and wonder uh and then they just never resolve for us and and i think ambiguity may be something the film's trying to do but ambiguity needs to be the point of it not yeah. the not just sort of the 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 milieu like as an ambiguous film right and so you're right they don't resolve but some things don't I mean some movies don't need resolution yeah but they do need clarity of consequence they mm -hmm. do need um the the idea that the reasons things exist have meaning or value to the film and that's really what's missing that is that is what's missing undoubtedly that is what's missing um other than that i thought the cinematography was uh fine for the film it it fit all right i mean you mm -hmm. mentioned that yeah it it did feel maybe disjointed um throughout the entire movie it wasn't something that i noticed um and so i thought maybe the cinematography was the right cinematography for this film sure it could have been better could have been a lot worse that's for sure uh well there's some beautiful visual images there are beautiful right images for yeah sure. but to me that can't be uh beautiful doesn't equal good cinematography right and i can get a beautiful image out of my iphone today so it's not hard for you know a cinematographer working with a, a multi-million dollar budget on an alexa mini to get a beautiful image right. you know so uh beautiful no longer cuts it for the the film industry anymore but there there definitely were some beautiful imagery in there uh, beautiful images but uh you know the biggest uh thing that really stuck out to me was music uh which is funny because it often doesn't stick out to me right um and it's something that stuck out to you uh, most often at the theater when we were reviewing pretty frequently last year or two years ago. Gosh, two years. Um, two years. The music is rough. The It, it just televises everything that is going to happen. It just tells you exactly what to feel, which is such an issue. Um, other than that, that was the biggest problem with music for me. Yeah, and I thought things were too on the nose, and I think that that's mm -hmm. the same issue. There, you know, when you watch the trailer, you realize that everything is on the nose. Like, yeah. there's things that they think are cool that are present, and they're, they're so obvious, and they have to sit there. The music is doing that all the time. So yeah. I, str I struggled across the board, and one of the difficulties about doing the spoiler-free podcast is I want to hammer home and give some clarity from my standpoint about what I'm Mm -hmm. was bothered and we're also on stereo and I'm, I have like 15 different echoes yeah. in my head of my voice and your <laughs> voice and whatever. It's causing a great deal of anxiety for me. But um, this film is a film that 
anything we talk about is a spoiler because there's so many plot points and yet nothing we talk about is a spoiler because uh -huh. very little of it matters. matters in the moment. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Well, maybe if we just leave it at that then, like if we're going to leave it up to the, you know, the listeners here, the audience to just watch the movie and make their own decision on what they think of this film because clearly you and I both think this is a very mediocre movie that exists that you should watch that is definitely, I would say, still worth your time. And certainly but, worth your time for Leto's performance, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If if anything, just watch it for Leto's performance. Um, but this is not a movie that's going to be remembered in ten years and fifteen right. years. It's not. Is this going to be something that sits in the five dollar digital bin on iTunes in probably two years? Uh, it's not going to be something that stands the test of time. It's just this movie that just exists, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, and I mean, we have the HBO Max season that's going to happen with all these films that they've grabbed hold of to release mm -hmm. since they can't get out in theaters because of COVID. And in a way, it gives cachet to films that might normally have sort of not had a big opening weekend. Like I anticipate this would have been in the middle ground at an mm -hmm. opening weekend that then disappear. But now it, in a way it has legs. Like the benefit yeah. of this streaming system that HBO Max has uh, with these films is that they're going to have a lot more viewers. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more people who watch it just casually. People who, who right. wouldn't pay $10, $15 to go to the theater can now watch it at home. Uh, totally and the agree. opening weekend doesn't matter, right? It's right. the, it's what happens during the whole run. This, I mean, the same yeah. thing happened with Wonder Woman. So mm -hmm. it's going to be the way this works. This is going to be a big year for streaming services to right. really figure out how they can take advantage of releasing new movies uh, at the same time as in, as in theaters, as theatrical releases. So, Anyway, that's really all I have to say about this. Um, if you have the choice to see this in theaters versus seeing it on HBO Max, I would still just say save the money, watch it on HBO Max. Uh, I wouldn't bother going to the, see the, see this in the theater. You know, don't waste your money. Uh, the cinematography is not that much better to see this on a, a forty foot screen. You know, right. the sound design's really not that much better to see this in the theater with better sound. If you have a sound bar, if you have a pair of headphones, and a decent size TV or, or resolution of an iPad or even a phone for goodness sake, then I would just say watch this at home on HBO Max. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And I think that we're, we may be saying that more often than not during this season of I films. I think so, yeah. Um, but there is a certain joy I have in the experience of uh, being able to watch a lot of new movies again, which we've been blocked from for so long. Yeah. So there is that sense of pleasure that we're getting to sit together, talk to each other because yeah. HBO is taking advantage of grabbing that stuff. So yeah. feel free to watch it. Feel free to listen to our spoiler filled, which is actually really, I think, an interesting conversation, yeah. not to market us too much there. <laughs> um, check us out on Stereo and find us there, certainly. And you can also find us at Podcast dot com where all of our links and connected yep. material is yep and lastly uh just review us on itunes check yeah, us out good. on itunes um or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a review you can hate us in the review but please leave us five stars so that we can both grow as a podcast but get some criticism at the same time that's totally fine with us and lastly please share this with a friend who might find this you know content interesting and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So reach out to us uh, at Racking Focus Podcast uh, on Instagram and or, you know, like John mentioned, head to RackingFocusPodcast.com to find out where we uh, exist online um, in the digital space. So that's it. Anything else to add? No, I, you know, I'm 
ready to watch the next film, which will be yeah. uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which we're both really excited about. Yep. And so make sure if you don't have an HBO subscription, maybe you get it because there's some stuff worth listening to our conversation about. Yep. And if you have a movie you want us to review or talk about, please feel free to pass that along. We'd love to have some guidance. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Racking Focus podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Racking Focus podcast.